This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that actually saw a goal scored in the Harding end. Really, Sunday was all about one man, Gianluca Vialli, one of my favourite Chelsea players and managers. The supporters did him proud with superb banners before the match in the shed and Harding ends. It was good to see players who had played with him and under him honour him on the pitch, and the supporters breaking out with Vialli repeatedly during the match. This was a match Chelsea dare not lose due to the terrible run of results and form, possibly Potter's future, but most of all for Luca Vialli. Thankfully, they won. It was scrappy and ugly. The same old issues remain. But my God, at least they put up some fight. Amazingly, Potter didn't play some of the players we've told him not to. Aspie, Koulibaly and Cucurella. And he picked new boy Badashial and retained Chaloba and Hall and started Chuck. It seemed to make a difference, if only in mentality. But Conor Gallagher stole the show with a gutsy performance while played out of position as a six next to Jorginho. It's maybe too early to say we've seen the green shoots of recovery. But as Winston Churchill said, now this is not the end. It's not even the beginning of the end. But it is perhaps the end of the beginning. As far as the denizens at the Matthew Harding end are concerned, it boiled down to this chant. We saw a goal. 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 And the title of tonight's show, of course, is We Saw a Goal. Chelsea Fancast number 954. And uh, I'm Stanford Chidge, of course, as you should all know by now. And I am joined by the absolute leg end that is Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Oh, how lovely to be described as a leg end. Thanks very much. There we go. Oh. You old shank, you. 
lucky to be on the show. And, and of course, the other one was um, We Are Staying Up, yeah. We Are Staying Up, which I thought was uh, beautifully ironic. Um, but yeah, there were some good uh, crowd moments as well, weren't there? There was some nice, moment. I love the fact that after they scored the goal, they all everybody shouted Fiale. Yes, they did, oh, didn't they? That was just great, actually. Yeah, yeah. That was a lovely, lovely moment. Um, I was a bit perturbed at the beginning of the game because we were all told to get to our seats for one forty, um, thinking it was going to be twenty minutes, and I, I wanted all the players who'd attended to be given a, a name check, um, because you know they, they Mark Hughes was there, which was fabulous, and um, and Jody Morris was there, and there was some there was some really. Also, I'd like to see who wasn't there for whatever reason, but I thought it was going to be longer, but it. it it, we, we, they didn't. They just wandered on. It, it was slightly late kicking off, funnily enough, as a consequence. But they wandered on, and then there was a lovely video. But the video was voiced by a child, and you think they'd have got. Somebody... I knew you would dig that out. I was, you know, I sat there watching, thinking, "God, J.K. will be absolutely spitting because it's rubbish." Also, also, he said, "The FA Cup." And I thought it's not. It's the FA Cup. What's the matter with you? The FA Cup. But yeah. also. They should have got somebody who knows about Viali. I just found it. I find it so odd when things are being commented on by people who, you know, you know what? I, I love so hearing. I have got this in the script. We're going to talk about the Luca tribute later. Are we good stuff. Yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, I, no, no, no. You probably didn't know, and and I, I, I didn't want you to like, you know, what did we call it? What did we used to call it? Um, premature ejaculation. I think we used to call it, didn't we, on the show when we would like do things in part four that we, you know, in part with anyway, whatever. It's premature coruscation. Oh, very good. Oh, oh. oh. nice. I don't, what, I don't even know what it means. I don't even know what it means. Guest, please. Yes. Well, Todd Bowen is good. Who plays for and how much we get him for? <laughs> <laughs> does he play? Does he play right back? Dan, we got Dan Silver in the house. Dan, really good. Shush, shush, please. Oh, sorry. I was, did I? I was about to pick him up. Did I? Did I piss on your strawberry patch? You did, as I pissed on your strawberry patch last night. By you did, about... you bloody well did too. And then, it, then I norsed up the gag entirely. You, you... got it wrong anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, we were calling Potter Potterfield um, rather than Porterfield. Obviously, yeah. talking about because um, um, Jason Cundy, who we saw last night. We're also going to talk about that in part. Th- part that. Yeah. He, was, uh, he, his manager was was Porterfield when he was uh, sent to Spurs, um, and he didn't know why he'd gone to Spurs. And he recently found out why he went to Spurs, which was to pay. Pay the debts, the Chelsea debts. Um, anyway, it is the 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 fantastic, the um, uh, the uh, um, unbelievably charming and witty and uh, um, big cheese with the with debonair. Waters Trust, yes, de bonheur, the de bonheur man himself. It is, of course, Mr. Dan Silver. But you knew that anyway because you just heard Chidge calling him Dan. Ah, and it's in the script as well. I'm not yeah. going to be pissing on anybody's path today, yeah. by the way. Just thought I'd let that out. <laughs> I actually just thought sending to Spurs that could have been like sent to Coventry for the same sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Listen, I've just had some breaking news actually. They're all saying on on Mixler that uh, that it was voiced by Graham Lasseau. No way was that Graham Lasseau. No, that wasn't Graham. No way. I know Graham Lasseau. It was not Graham yeah. Lasseau. Anyway, uh, on that controversial uh, issue, we shall move on. Uh, on the show tonight, in part one and two, a uh, bit of a strange show tonight. You'll find out why in a minute. But in part one and two. Uh, we're going to look back at Chelsea's 1-0 win against the mighty Crystal Palace and uh, the improved mentality and the performances of the defence, uh, midfield and attack in particular. We also uh, draw some positives in spite of the same issues remaining. Uh, we discuss how stressful the last 10 minutes was and the palpable relief at the end 
And we will wrap up uh, the discussion of the game in part two by discussing the Viali tribute, uh, our live event with Jason Cundy. And uh, we'll also have a look at the signing of this Ukrainian bloke, Mudrik. Mudrik? I don't know, whatever his name is. Now, uh, there's only one game this week. There's no game to preview. Amazeballs. Uh, so uh, in part three and four, well, in part three, we're going to be reading out loads of great emails from the listeners. But we're going to be doing the same in part four because for some unknown reason, you've all been compelled to write this week. I cannot think what on earth you had to write about. But anyway, there are loads of emails, so uh, we uh, will be doing all of that too. So there you go. Now, as ever, don't forget you can listen to the show live Bye. every Monday and Friday at 7pm uh, by going to Mixler, which is chelsea-fancastmixler.com, where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. And uh, you can follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Listen and subscribe on ACOS, Spotify, Apple and all good podcast platforms. And of course, make sure you leave us a glowing five-star review, even if you hate us. That's all I would say. JK, talking of live on Mondays and Fridays, on the last few fan bites, you've always said, well, I'll see you on Friday. I've got it wrong. I've got it wrong every time. I do apologize. Why? Yeah. Yeah. I've just been knackered. I know. Bless you. Bless you. I, I realised after I thought I've done something wrong here, haven't I? Yeah. The only, I mean, I've had some people, you know, texting me saying, "JK said Friday. Are you not doing a show on Monday?" No, I've got to. Yeah. I do apologise. No, don't worry. I to be more um, vigilant on what I've what I've said. The trouble is, I don't even if, if I listen back to it, I go, "Oh yeah, that's fine." And then I, it's only the following day I go, "Oh my god, I said it. Oh, what did I do? Oh no." But, I um, know. Yeah. I somebody, know. Who was it? Um, was it Diane? Di, she said the other day, she said, no, they're not doing a show. JK said, but they weren't doing yeah. a show on Monday. I know I, my 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 power is too much. It I, is. I'm, I'm going to say at the very beginning, if I get the date wrong, pay no attention. That'll start. That'll be a good start, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, after this very short break, we'll be back to talk about the Palace game. So there we go. Um, I have to say it was uh, it was an excellent day. Um, I think mainly for me because I hadn't bloody been there since before the World Cup. So it it it, it was even. I mean, if you think about that, that's probably a longer break than the normal summer break. So it's it felt like ages since I'd been there. It felt like going back for a new season. And I saw my buddies and I went to the cock for a pint. It was just brilliant. I loved it. Also. Uh, did a laying of the uh, of a wreath for Gianluca Viali with the Sporters Trust, and uh, I had meetings at the club, and I had a really great day, and just loved being back. Anyway, the uh, the uh, the team selection, which I'm uh, interestingly, I I got early because Jason Cundy, who of course we did a live uh, event with after the game, he 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 messaged me the the team sheet, which he must have got before because he was doing the comms, so. Yeah, that was quite exciting. Anyway, the team sheet I thought was fascinating because it was Aritha Balaga, Chaloba, Silva, uh, Badia Shiel, 
Hall. I mean, the other interesting thing about this, it was a 4-2-3-1. Didn't bloody look like it when they played, but apparently, according to everybody I've seen, they reckon it was. So Gallagher and Jorginho were playing as defensive midfielders, if you like. And then we had three uh, uh, ahead of them, Ziyech, uh, Chukawakameka. I'm just going to call him Chuck. I can't be doing with his surname. It's too bloody hard. Chuck uh, and Mount and Havertz up front. Now, I mean, it was kind of... It was kind of odd because, you know, like I was saying, JK, he, 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 he was lovely that he listened to us, clearly, and didn't pick Aspie or Koulibaly or the Cuckoo. Um, so, as I said in my note, better Potter, better. Uh, it did. It did. All three who we've been very... I know. But I'm, I'm, but, and, I'm, and he started, he started Chuck. I've been saying that. And he started Gallagher. And I've been saying that. <laughs> Yes. But then he puts him in this bloody four-two-three-one. So Chuck is as a number ten. Not really sure about that. Gallagher is not a defensive midfielder. It's a waste of his talents. But to be fair to him, he he flits so far up the field that you don't really. I know. know. I know. Well, we'll we'll more on that in a minute. And Havertz as the lone striker. So he giveth with one hand and he take away with the other. But I mean, what do you think he's trying to do? Apart from say, I mean, obviously win a game of football, but you know, what is he trying to do? He's he's desperately trying to find something that works, I think, isn't he? Uh, I'm a bit clueless actually as to what on earth he's trying to do because yeah. I, I play Trickmaker. I suppose the answer all the time now is there's no one else. Well, there but, is that. But we kept saying, why was he playing? Um, Dave at right back and everybody was saying there's no one else but Chalabur was there to Well play we right. were saying Chalabur we were saying as well yeah. so and, and clearly Ted Bowley does listen to the fan cast and passes it on to uh, yeah. to GP to the wet letters, I got told off for, for calling him a wet letters. You did, by, by no lesser person than Charles Rose mate, you were told, he, and you know being Charles, who is probably the nicest person in the world, he did it in such a delicate way, I, I did chuckle actually when I saw that tweet. And I said I said, whilst he is the dullest person in the world, surely I'm allowed to find uh, comedy in that because it's uh, he is ripe for that, and, and I will always find uh, comedy in that even when he becomes unbelievably successful and wins the champions league um i will still call him out for being dull you could see the little spring in his step actually potter really after the press conference well but i i pointed out in my little um my little critique of his recent his fulham showing that he was slouched over the microphone as if he had a bad back and a mars bar up his ass whereas at now he's um he he was he was upright he was upright, he, and he had a drink at the beginning, which looked very strange, but um, fizzed a lot, and um, uh, and was much more much more confident. It was just interesting how things go, isn't it? It is, so isn't he, it? He was obviously feeling the pressure enormously. Well, but, I, mean, um, I would agree with that. I mean, one of the things I've noticed, I mean, I'd be interested to hear what Dan thinks about this, but, you know, whatever we say about, oh, well, he's got a pass, blah de blah blah you know, he's not going to get fired, blah de blah blah you look at pictures of him, and you can say this about so many bloody Chelsea. I mean, look at Frank when he turned up. Every Chelsea manager. It, it just tells you what a massive job this is, and the pressure is unfathomable. But you look at his eyes, Dan, when he joined, and you look at them now, and they've got great big bags under them. You know, So it just gives you an idea, I think, of how much pressure he's under. I'll tell you what, JK's wet lettuce gag aside, 
I'm, and I said this last night, didn't I, when we were on McCundy, but I, I'm beginning to have some sympathy for him, actually. I, I'm beginning to think, you know what, this is really quite tough. And I do have a, an <clears> amount <throat> of a human sympathy for him, Dan. You completely. I mean, he's, he's, he's literally come to the big boys club and he's got to adapt his character and personality. So I think, you know, Brighton, very different expectations, very different levels of everything. And he's, he's, he's got to learn what it is to be with the big boys now. So, you know, like this whole Chelsea being rebuilt from the ground up with the new owners, same with the manager. You know, he's been at an obscure club in um, Sweden, Swansea, Brighton, very small kind of immediate fan base. Now he's he's in London, beautiful part of London, playing for, you know, multiple Champions League winners. It's huge. He's, he's got to bring up his game as well. I don't think he will suddenly become from wet lettuce into a beautiful salad. Just like that, he's got to. It's going to take time. He's got to adapt. He's, we want he's him to be more got... Lolo Rosso, don't we? It'll, but he'll go. Oh, yeah, bit, 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 bit he's a rocket up his ass. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Bit of rocket up his ass. Yeah. Like I just, he's just he, he's got a fractured squad. He's had loads of injuries. He's not had a preseason. He's parachuted in, replacing Tuchel. You know, which is a hard enough job. You know, Tuchel can't replace Lampard. Also a hard job. Tuchel dealt with it. Tuchel's gone. We move on. We, and also, it, this goes apart from Lampard. Chelsea have never really appointed a rookie manager. We've always gone for absolute elite. With maybe AVB, not so much. Always gone for elite managers with huge charisma, huge personality. You know, Carlo, Jose, people like that. Conte, Conte's first game, he jumps into the crowd. It's a very different Chelsea now. Those days are gone. We've got Potter, very well respected coach in the game. P- people like him. He's got no charisma. Well, maybe, maybe he'll learn that. Maybe given sort of six months down the line. And also, also sorry, let me just, my very final point, the run he's been on has been horrific and horrendous. And it's very difficult mentally to deal with that because of Brighton, you win, lose, draw, win, lose, draw. Chelsea, that's not acceptable. No. You need to win all the time. The levels we set and have set in the last really 25, 30 years are at the highest bar and this is well below what we expect mm. but we don't have the right like to win but I just I just want to see a bit more oomph in him you know say just a bit more kind of you know charisma yeah it's, so Dan, he, Dan I mean I, I, I'm not convinced by this I've kind of been having this ding dong with JK in, over the last few weeks I mean I, I think I think you, you we only see Potter when he's in front of the media, I mean, forget forget the, the the when he's on the touchline because you know you take your choice there whether you like a crazy manager like Tuchel or Conte or or not, and and I think there's 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 arguments on both sides for that whether you want passion or or, or calmness, but I, I think you know the the fact is we only ever see Potter uh, in press really in, in press conferences, and the reality is you, we all know how heavily media trained they are to say nothing to give nothing away. I, I've got this lingering thought in my head that if we were to go out for a beer with Potter, he might be a completely different animal. He might be a completely different animal on the training ground, etc., etc., etc. So, you know, I mean, I know I, I've interviewed modern footballers, and they yeah. have the charisma of a fucking plank of wood when they're talking to anybody in the media. It's deliberate. It's yeah. to give I mean, you nothing. I mean, oh yeah, I, I scored six goals, but I'm so pleased the team did well. All those bullshit kind cliche, of cliche, cliche, uh, cliche. Yeah, sounds like answers. Yeah, but yeah, Joe said. I think Joe says what you saw is what you got. You saw Joe say he'd always say something for a reason. Everything he said had a reason. Whether he was criticizing the referee, you know, whatever it was, he he had everything was done for a reason. Potter is now rabbit in the headlights right now. He's got to learn his environment. It's completely different to where he's been. And maybe we'll take a bit of time to just get that 
Chelsea juge about himself. You know, it, it can't. You know, it's a massive personality. Not personality. Just go from Brighton to Chelsea. Huge. We just need to give him a bit of time. Like we need to give this whole project a bit of time. Get rid of the the deadwood players who are, you know, sticking out the dressing room, not putting an effort in. And maybe maybe start. You know, this time next season will be top four. Possibly this time like, next like, year we'll all be millionaires, mate. Yeah, I I think it's very harsh to criticise him because he's a bit of a wet lettuce and a bit of a the you know the solly hole Porterfield. <laughs> I just I just like think. That. He, he's got a huge job in his hands. He 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 will need time. He just look all the, all this all the stuff he's done in the background, the, the degree thing he's done about human interaction, whatever it is. He's got the tools in his, you know, tools to to be a really good manager. He knows he, about how people how people work. The tools in his satchel. That's, yeah, <laughs> he knows how people work. He knows how players work. He probably knows how to deal with people, and you know all these players that you know like um, Bashir Humphreys got a chance made his debut they'll, they'll start to run through brick walls for potter Jorginho, other players like that they don't care they've won it they've won stuff they've got 20 million quid in the bank account they'll I get another big contract i thought Jorginho attempted to run through a wall yes on uh yes it was called him teddy wasn't it uh, yeah yes. <laughs> i thought Jorginho my, my biggest is Jorginho was excellent yesterday in fact it's Jorginho, Jorginho gets a really hard press well, I tell you time. what. Let's 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 get into that. I think we've we've done yeah. enough on Potter. I mean, no, Chich, We didn't. I didn't answer your question. Was oh, was yeah, what, yeah, sorry. I think, how do I think he'd gone? And I think because oh, he played this 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 the plan he played. I think the dilemma is I I still am not getting a clear view of exactly what he's doing, which is what you you asked to an extent because Chuck Wemeka was playing left something or other and. And Connor was forward, but Connor Connor was defensive, but played most of his time playing forwards. And I just think they they went they went up a level. There was a much more much more of an effort. You can always tell because they got shots at goal. And and Hall, bless his cotton socks, who's very raw but a very excellent prospect, keeps blasting wide of the goal all the time. And you just think, oh, have some practice, mate. Shooting practice. But there was less but- fanning about. They were looking to get forward. I just thought the mentality, the mentality is what shone through, wasn't it? And they they had some fight about them. So something seemed to have changed, JK. That's what I was getting at. I think it was the pace of the ball being played forward, actually. I think that was part of it. But I, I still looked at it and thought, I don't quite know what's going on. The very fact you're saying that they were both, he was playing Jorginho and Gallagher in front. I never got that at all. I well, I, I, it looked more like they had, like he did against Fulham, that they had five in midfield to me. Yeah, yeah. That's what it yeah. looked like when they were playing. So, but everywhere I looked, the fifth stand, stand up, flash score, they all said uh, three, two, four, three, four, two, three, one. So I don't know. So just think we, we had a lot more energy in the team, a lot more pressing. So we, did, we didn't have a back for the average age of seventy. At the back four, we had some young players. I thought Badashur had a really good first game. Looked very composed. Thiago Silva just just can't. Words are brilliant. Conor Gallagher was running around. I think it was almost like a switch. I think after about 10, 15 minutes, someone left their foot in him, on him from the Palace player. After that, he kind of like he just became man possessed. He started <laughs> a bit slow. Someone kicked him. Might have been um, who's the fullback? Uh, uh, Nathaniel Clyde. I think Mitchell. Mitchell or Clyde. One of the fullbacks kicked him. And after that, he just thought, oh, fuck this, screw the loyalty. And he was, like, all over it. And my favourite bit is when he was on the floor, they all tried to pick him up. That yeah, towards yeah, the yeah, match. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. I thought Gallagher was brilliant. He was buzzing around. Because I think when we were being defending, he was definitely very kind of back next to Georgina. But then he had a lot of licence to bomb forward. Georgina quite often was 
on the centre line waiting to pass back to Kepper. But it just kind of, it's almost like Jorginho was the, the proper DM. He was, was, he was. Absolutely full of energy, running about, really putting a foot in, tackling, little little nibbles on their players. I thought Gallagher was great. Also just Chukabueka when he was coming forward with the ball. My, my side, West Ham, he's a big unit. He was coming forward, gliding forwards. Did really well. I just thought that all these players have something to prove. They've got an energy about them. They're young. They're fit. They want to. They want to prove themselves. So really, oh, it's one nil. But it was a win. It was important. And I think all these players will. They will. They, they will love Potter because he he will give them a chance. He will coach them well. Yeah. The, the fabulous moment where he got fouled by a Palace player who who really quite nastily hurt his leg and he's rubbing it madly. And the Palace player came over to to pick him up because obviously they were mates and he refused. He absolutely, he just turned his, he turned his back away. So the guy came round the other side to try and shake his hand. That was, was that Gray, Mark Gray, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. That's exactly right. It was. Yeah, yeah. And he refused to have anything to do with him. But um, the the problem with, with um, Connor is that he, on two occasions, he made dreadful errors. Dreadful passing the ball back, which in fact, Trevor Chalabar got him out of one of them by getting to the ball in time. He just did a looped a looped cross that was not thinking about where he was kicking the ball. And so that would be my my caveat with 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 Connor. But starting clearly does wonders for his confidence, really does wonders. And he has to start him. I almost think you should pick him regardless because he is he is so much more energetic than anybody else in the team. Mm-hmm. He, he sets them up, sets them off. You know, I, I'm I, to me, he's 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 you know, he wasn't player of the year at Palace for nothing. I mean, having said that, though, Cucurella was player of the year at Brighton and the poor boy can't appear to do anything at the moment. The, the, the abuse he got from the uh, from the Palace fans was... It, what, what? Well, that's because it was Brighton connections. That's the only reason. And that's true. That's yeah. true. And also because he was he was warming up just in front of them. You, you wonder why they bother. Why do they bother to go that end? Why doesn't he come our end? He just yeah. gets... I don't no, know but... they thought they'd been doing that. I mean, I think it was uh, Sarri who started that because they always used to come up our end. It was our end. They always used to. Absolutely right. So why yeah. the fuck are they doing it down that end? They're always now in front of the opposition fans. I know. Is, it, is it to wind them up or well, something? Well, I, 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 I like that idea. But, I mean, as I said, I think it... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm bloody sure it all changed under Sarri and they all started warming up that end. So Maybe I don't know. Maybe the other way. I don't know. Listen, um... You're, you're you're right in everything that you say. I think. Um, I mean, I mean, Connor was outstanding. He really, really was. I mean, I, you know, look, a lot of these. You're right about Hall. I mean, you know, rough, rough diamonds, raw still, but you know, there's potential there, and and that's kind of where we are with these youngsters. But Connor, I, I, I t- the one, the one. I mean, I'm not disappointed in him because I, I'm more disappointed in the fact that he was going to played in this more of a six role. I really want to see Connor get forward and get into the box because when he was at Palace he was superb doing that he can score goals he's yeah. I mean all this bullshit you get from the twats on Twitter saying he's got no technique and he can't pass and he can't do this and he can't you know flick it up under his arsehole and suck it out of his mouth or whatever they do on YouTube you know he can score goals he can bend one in from outside the box he can get on the end and he's got a great shot on it I mean fucking hell look what he played at Palace I'd like All to see him get in the penalty area more for us and and be you know that I said it last season I said he could be not the next Frank Lampard there's only one Frank Lampard but he looks like a player in the same mold the guy who can arrive in the box just at the right time as the spare man and get on the end of things and that's what Frank was brilliant at 
He's got a lot of those peculiar goals, didn't he, for Palace, where he just he would turn and and tow it into yeah. the corner because the goalkeeper wasn't expecting it and the angle he was at. So it's, it's just last minute little stabs which he was so good at. Yeah, I agree completely. He's not been given that opportunity, but he should give him an opportunity. He should play him from the very beginning. But talking about um, uh, Bad Badashile, as we said. What Badashile. is it? What is? How do you pronounce his name? You got that yet? What, uh, what's uh, the what's uh, the uh, what's uh, the art? Uh, What's Badiash. the RP? What's the RP on his name, mate? Um, uh, well, it should be. It, it was pronounced, actually. I heard it pronounced on a French website. Badiachille. 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 Okay, from now on, he will be known on the fan cast as Badiachille. Badiachille. Okay. Perfect. Let's, let's do uh, that. May then. we? May I say that Dan is now the most relaxed person I've ever seen on the uh, fan because he's actually lying down. Which oh, is... my hip. Just, I'm stretching out my right leg because my hip's a bit sore. What have you done with your leg, mate? Oh, just gym and stuff like that. So, oh. old, yeah, so just stretching out slightly. That's allowed. That's good. Yeah. You know, Dan, Dan was off the source yesterday, mate. You know, Dan, the, the legend of the Cock Tavern, who books a table for everybody. Which, I mean, I, I, I'll share this little story with you because I was telling Jason this last night. Yeah. That um, the Man United game, you know, which I, I, I intended to get to, had to drive up. I had to go to my auntie's 80th birthday in the belief that she would actually book lunch at a normal time, like one o'clock, and I could get away by three, make it for kickoff, right? She booked it for fucking two o'clock, and then we just fannied about. And, and, and I was like, well, I'll just about make it for kickoff. Oh, well, I'll just about make it for half time. Uh, oh, shit, now what do I do? Do I go or not? And I'd already arranged to meet some people. So I ended up driving up, and I got there 10 minutes before the final whistle, and no chance of getting into the, into the game. I thought, okay, what will I do? Well, I'll park up, and then I'll just go straight to the cock. Why? Because I knew that Dan would have booked a table for afterwards, and I just went straight in. Dan, it's already reserved for Dan. I sat there with a pint of Guinness, just waiting for everybody to turn up. <laughs> so there you go. But no, Dan, the king of the cock, if you see what I mean, um, he's oh. off the sauce. What's going yeah. on? Just trying to be a little bit healthier. Yeah. I'll be back on it for Fulham, but just just be a bit clean, a bit healthier. Just start at the gym again with the train. I just want to try to get. Lose a bit of weight, and obviously seven pints in a match day doesn't really help you. No, you're you're going to go full on JK, mate. I, I can see it. It'll 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 be no meat soon, and you know, oh, no, God, dry no. sherry occasionally. You oh, know, Christ, no, no, my, my girlfriend would dump me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the football. Um, we've done kind of Connor, really, haven't we? I'd like to talk about the defence actually, because you started talking about that uh, originally. Um, I th- I think it's quite obvious that that uh, Potter would very much like to play four at the back um you know we know it's not easy with dear old silver who needs a little bit of protection um but you're right jk uh, betty Achille was uh was very impressive on his debut um trevo looked more solid we know he can play as a right back he did it for two cool hall yes he's got errors in him as all youngsters do but you can't remember he's only 19 i mean what a prospect if he's this if he's good enough and he's good enough to play for us he's good enough to play for us at that age he is going to be super and he's not even playing in his normal position he's position Absolutely. i know he's a central midfielder normally um so here we got we got hall uh cello of course silver was imperious but i think the main thing is that these youngsters with more energy with more physicality it looked like they were they were able to bring the fo- the ball forward more. They got out more. It, it just it seemed to work for me. And uh, I tell you who needs to be mentioned seriously in dispatches, and that's young Kepper, who I thought has been. I mean, I hammered into him last Friday because he was he basically cost us against City and Fulham, in my view. 
I thought he was exceptional. He he did what keepers are supposed to. He kept us in the game because they could have scored two or three goals if it hadn't have been for him. So fair play, Kepri looked much better. The sharp header at the uh, the, the near post was a terrific brilliant save, save wouldn't it? Yeah, as was um, the other couple of volleys were pretty good saves as well. The volley from the actual volley, who who's it volleyed it? That Elise, Michael Elise. Yeah, fantastic shot, yeah. and he did, he did excellently. Did anybody see the shit house at the end when they were throwing the ball back? He was punching back into the yeah, crowd. Yeah, 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 I love yeah. that. I love that. He's got something about him, Kepler, hasn't he? He's got that little edge to him. Yes, he's made a couple of stupid mistakes, but when he when he's you know he. Because before those shots used to beat Kepa, I mean, like Tielemans in a cup final, other long-range shots used to beat him. So it's obviously improved his game with long-range shootings. The second half volley, again, stretched an arm, made a save. The problem is, as we said, as we said when we were at the uh, thing with Kunde yesterday, you know, you want almost, as Kunde said, Mendy and as uh, Mendy and Kepa to have a baby, and that would be the best goalkeeper for us. Because yeah. <laughs> literally, you know, different strengths, but neither of them are probably good enough at the level we want to be at, I don't think. His distribution is so... I mean, this is the poor old Mendy. I mean, a great big unit. Comes for the ball, clears everybody out. Good shot stopper too. But, I mean, he, 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 don't give him the ball because he can't play football. And, and you know, Potter, like all modern managers, wants everybody to be able to play out from the back, including the keeper. And, and Kepper is actually very good at that, I think. He's got enough skill to, to get himself out of the shit, unlike poor old Mendy. It's a bit of a conundrum, isn't it? Because he's got a rick in him still. But anyway, let's praise him now because I thought he was super and he kept us in the game and that's what keepers are there to do. Um, and the other thing is that we should talk about is the bizarre situation. I, I, I mean, you know, we had ZH starting, which I'm never a massive fan of, although he wasn't too bad. J5, actually, we should mention in dispatches because, again, you know, they walked past him on many occasions. But he did get a few tackles in and he, he put himself about a bit. So um, fair, fair play to him too. But the interesting thing was, and I'd love to know the answer to this, but, you know, Fulham, um, okay, we had Felix, uh, you know, whizzing around for 56 minutes, giving everybody a bit of energy and looking to go forward. And and we had, you know, more goal attempts, uh, more uh, more attempts on goal than we've had bloody ages and shots on target. We we continued that trend, actually. We we had, you know, we, we were creating more and we were having a pop more and and that was good, even though it was just uh it was just Havertz up front. Um I mean he was and then, in... it was Abamyang, of course. Well yeah, yeah. Well I I mean here's the thing. I think when Abamyang came on, um I mean you, you, here's the thing about Havertz, you know. He, he he said it quite pointedly in a in a presser, didn't he, that you yeah. know, he's not a number nine, you know, he's not an an out and out goal scorer. And I agree. I mean Havertz, I think you Really, you should play him in a two. So again, he's another one of the side who is who is doing doing a job for the team because we don't have a number nine. We don't have anybody near it at the moment. If I mean, you can make an argument for Ober, of course, but you know he's doing one for the team. It is infuriating when he misses. He did. He missed a sitter, uh, and he also was a nat's cock away from getting one off Mount's cross. But he did score a good goal. But I think the point is is that he plays better in a two. And I think I think when Ober came on, it allows him you know, to go deeper. And I think that's where he's more effective, coming in from deep. I mean, he's a bit of a, more of a number 10, 10 and a half, really, isn't he? Completely. So, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, he missed those two glaring headers. Yeah, I know, I know. The second one, he just missed the ball completely. I know, I know. It should have so been a goal. For Mount, Mount, you know, still buzzes. He's still not the player Not there he yet, is he? Not there, but he still contributes. You yeah. know, I, I'm, I'm uh, he's getting there. But uh, this business about trying to make out that he's 
awful. It's just so absurd. Well, it's just the, it's 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 the rantings of 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 the of you know of of you know uh, uh, the mentally uh, challenged, so we say. But what 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 I will say, I'm, maybe Dan's going to make this point. If you're about to make this point, Dan, I'm I'm sorry for stealing it. But I think everything you need to know about Mount comes. I mean, I'm luckily for me, I was at the, you know at the, at the right end, you know, at the Matthew Harding. His celebration. When the, yeah, go on, Dan. Take it away, yeah. Dan. His celebration was brilliant. Edge of the box, hands up in the air, just delighted. Going He's, mental, wasn't he? Chelsea through and through. You know, but think if he was called Messina Mountinho. Everyone would love him. In fact, he's English. In fact, he's a common boy. In yeah, fact, but, he's a, but Dan, he's a everybody does love him who goes to that stadium yeah, week in, yeah. week out. The, the twats on Twitter, as I like to call them. Yeah. You know, the, and the worst thing is they saw Mason Mount on a pre-season tour and the one game they go to, they'd be, oh, Mace, Mace, photo, photo. Yeah. You know, he is 200 odd games into his career already, uh, whatever. Good lines. He's a very good player. He's not up to the level he's set himself, but he's still a very good player. He will get back to his best. The whole team have been gone to shit various parts of the season so it's no surprise that Mount's game has dropped below his normal high standards and we know what he's capable of he's going to he's going to be a focal point of the team everyone knows that definitely I mean you know everybody I, I've spoken to who is involved in football either that because they've played or, or or written about it for many many years all think he's absolutely fantastic you know I did that article about him well over a year ago now uh, when he was getting grief and I, in, I I talked to Kerry and I talked to Jason uh, to get some quotes from them and they couldn't be more effusive about their praise of him everybody, everybody, everybody knows their football knows how good Mount is and that's why managers always play him he's probably played more games for Potter than any other player even though his form's been stinking because you know managers know that you know, it's, it's the classic it's the classic phrase isn't it class is permanent form is temporary yeah, I mean, two two cool dropped him for the first game against Wolves, and then Didn't after that, again. he was pretty much a mainstay for this whole two cool reign, wasn't he? Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was all quite fun. I mean, we got plenty more uh, things to talk about in uh, in the uh, in the part two, which we're going to go to now. Uh, and uh, before we do, I have a little message to read out from our sponsor. When I say sponsor, actually, we might as well be sponsor. So many of us do write for. Uh, CFC UK, we we might as well be sponsored by them, but uh, yep, yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, I, I I would imagine the last few copies of the CFC UK fanzine were out and about on uh, Sunday. I, I there is a there. I think the new one will be out for Fulham on the third. Uh, I know this how because I wrote my article uh, on Friday and got it off to them for that, uh, which you'll I hope will love to read. Um, but there you go, loads of really good writers on it: Tim Rolls, Mark Worrell, Kelvin Barker, Walter Rotten. Uh, Clayton, right? A lot of the fan cast is right for it. Marco, Clayton, uh, myself, Dino, to name a few. Uh, so there we go. It's the best fanzine for Chelsea, bar none. And you can get it every match day, either opposite Fulham Broadway Tube or by the sellers that are to be found along the Fulham Road. Also, you can get it away. Uh, Dave and a few of the others usually around the away ground selling it. If you can't get to matches, don't worry. You can subscribe to CFC UK by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net and you can have a year subscription for 18 quid in the uk 40 quid in europe 56 quid in the rest of the world but you can also get it digitally so you get a pdf emailed to you and that'll cost you six quid for a year or a pound each and you can pay all of this via paypal do it now and while i'm at it there is another fanzine uh, by one of our lovely people the very wonderful dean mears who of course as you know does a went to mo king's meadow podcast well he's now got a fanzine to complement his excellent podcast 
And again, it's got great writers. Dean himself, Clayton from this parish, uh, Rebecca, Graspy, Harry Edwards, Sophie Spittle, Grace Cooper, Rianne Hoskins, to name a few. Uh, and that is available uh, as a physical copy, either, I think, at the King's Meadow uh, when they're playing at home. You can also get it uh, via post for two quid or as a PDF for a quid. And if you want to know more, go to kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. Right, we'll be back in a, uh, a jiffy to talk about the rest of the Palace game. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and uh, as ever, I'm joined by the mellifluous Jonathan Kidd. I say. Mm. And the absolutely brilliant, solid as a rock, Dan Silver. Good evening, all. Yeah. Shall we hear that cue for a song? Solid, solid as a rock. That one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we, I think we just did. Um, right. <laughs> We're halfway through uh, the Chelsea Palace game. Not literally, but uh, we've got more things to discuss in in this here part. Um, I mean, you know, it's clearly lovely to win and it puts us in a much better frame of mind. Um, You know, and it's kind of a weird old thing because, I mean, if I read my my match notes as I wrote them, uh, they're miserable as sin compared to what I've written for this show, which just tells you what it's what it's like i mean i even went so f- i mean I, I shall read you some of my match notes which tells you what i mean uh team selection interesting nervy edgy start predictably uh havertz profligate as per i'm just going to read you the negative ones by the way because i've been through all the positive ones finding it hard to create and look vulnerable in defense same old same old uh, 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 uh. All in all, poor quality half from both sides. No spark, turgid, not enough creativity. That was my comment at the end of the first half. 
Uh, and it was like more of the same. I mean, you know, after we scored, it all changed, I think. I said, Chelsea revved up after the goal, m- more at it, threatening and confident, but still playing kamikaze football. And I think that's kind of the point I'm really trying to make. I think we can draw a lot of positives, actually, out of that game, many of which we've just gone into in part one. But some of the, 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 the you know, the many issues do remain, don't they? The kamikaze defending at times, the giving the ball away, the profligacy up front. And I think the point is, JK, I mean, we're all going to sound mad saying the same thing every week. But the reality is these things are not going to be ironed out in a week or two, are they? You know, I think it just tells us that there are very big underlying issues there that are going to take a lot of time to iron out whoever the manager is. And a lot of them really are player related, aren't they? Well, I think we were very positive because they've won. But in actual fact, it's, it's like looking at a team it, the standard of play, the, the game itself, we weren't very good and we won. And it's almost as if we, we're we almost kidding ourselves that, uh, um, hey, we won, we're going to get back to normal. But we're not. If if we play like that against Liverpool and Liverpool are... Oh, anyway, mate, near, they're as shocking as we are. I was going to say, if they're any near their, their, their last year form. But, but yeah, it may... In fact, we're on the same point, we aren't are. we? Mate, I, I checked this out because I had a bit of a, a, a grump on last night. You'll not be uh, amazed to hear. Because cause we were kind of talking about it with Jason, weren't we, about the red bias. We are Liverpool are in ninth. They've played 18 games. They've won eight, drawn four, lost six. They've scored 34 goals. They've let in 25. They've got 28 points. Chelsea are in 10th. We've played 19 games. Uh, we've won eight. Drawn four and lost seven, having scored 22 and let in 21 on 28 points. Now, I haven't heard anybody in the media at all, one iota, squawking about how awful, how shocking Chelsea's season, uh, sorry, Liverpool's season is, <laughs> and, and that they might get relegated or Klopp's going to get fired. I've heard nothing about that whatsoever. And they don't have an entire <laughs> first team out injured. Yeah. No, I, I agree completely. But I, I, um, no, so I, what I'm trying to say is, I think the the standard of play still isn't terribly good. Um, but we, so we mustn't get above ourselves in thinking, "Wow, we won." And I think particularly the the final ten minutes of the game, which was absolutely shocking, which was uh, I was convinced they were going to they were going to win because of the bombardment and also because of the almost relegation style battle that was going on between the two teams it's which... horribly stressful well, i mean you and oh. i when we met at the at the troubadour we, we could have done with a lie down we were exhausted we were, of him we were that. all exhausted weren't we because yeah. of that absolutely sorry dan you wanted to say i was gonna say uh, liverpool get complete free pass they can do literally anything they want the media historically the media have always been pro liverpool a lot of the journalists grew up in the era when liverpool were the, the best team they could do nothing wrong Klopp always gets a free pass from people, it could be belligerent, obnoxious interviews. I was Jurgen, it's fine. It's always going to happen. It's happened in my lifetime. I'm sure it's going to go on for years and years and years. Well, people forget Chelsea have been such a through transitional 12 months, as we discussed at the event yesterday. You know, the, the sanctions, the impacts on everybody connected with the club, you know, must have been really hard. As, as, as you know, it, it, we've been in a real mess because of the sanctions and the uncertainty for 12 months. Not forgetting all these problems don't just lay the door of Bodie and Potter. These go back probably to Conte when we won the league and we just have never really kicked on properly. These problems go back five, six years. And some of that player has got to go at the previous regime. It's not all on Bodie. Yes, we've had a scattergun approach. Bodie's learning how to run a football club. Rebuilding the club from the bottom. There's proper football people now 
in position, which we never had before. We've actually got a football board, for want of a better phrase. We've got people who, who, who are there to do certain jobs. And we completely changed everything about the club. And to expect us to be, you know, challenging after after six months and all the tumultuous changes is, is, is frankly laughable. We're in a mess because of the last five, six years of what, what's happened with the club, with the bad transfers, with giving players silly contracts, letting Rudiger go on free, letting Christensen not so important go on free. This whole... Well, and, and firing mess. managers every 18 months. Yeah, exactly. But the thing with Chelsea, listen, Chelsea's previous regime was hire a top manager, win a trophy, struggle, sack a manager, rinse, repeat. With one or two exceptions, that's what we've done. And it was incredibly successful. I know, that's the fucking irony, isn't it? I mean, arguably, we maybe or two or three Premier League titles were short, we would have won. And maybe one or two Champions Leagues because of the uncertainty. But whatever we did through the Roman era was bloody brilliant, bloody successful and won trophies. Now, the, the new Chelsea is completely different. We're getting a much more different approach, almost more organic, where we're going to give a manager a time, which is unheard of. No manager ever got time at Chelsea. AVB, we paid how much for him? He's gone. Yeah, well, he was but, shit, mate. Shit, but he was he was the next best thing in, in management. And he we was going to get rid of Frank and Didier and JT. And he, he was cut. Silly you know, we had, we, we, we've had We've had elite managers for the last 20 years. I mean, Always. AVB, sorry to cut in, Dan, AVB would be perfect now because we'd get rid of all the dead weight that we don't want. But he was trying to do that with the likes of JT and Drogba and bloody Frank. Which proved was you know, early, but I just think you know that 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 approach worked very very well. But you know the you know the 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 well, I think mess I think now. the telling thing is this: is that we've not we've not got anywhere close to to challenging for a Premier League title since 2017, when we kind of won it by accident because we weren't competing in Europe. Yeah. And actually, every team historically since then who has won, uh, I think Leicester won it the, the next year, didn't they? Which is of course the outlier. But generally speaking, the teams that are challenging for the for the Premier League title now have got a structure in place, whereas we didn't have C- a structure C- in place. City put a structure in place for Pep. Thing which reminds me, Chelsea were the first club of real serious money. We really should have been dominating football for the last twenty years, but we we didn't. Not that you know, I'm going to be you know, mealy mouth about the trophies we won, but we, we we never really had a proper structure in place. It's very much, oh, we'll sack a manager, we'll win something. Well, it was a, it was a very rich man's uh, train set, yeah, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. He'll put in two hundred million quid rather than actually you know fully. I hate the word commercialised, but fully take advantage of the club. And now the, the remnants of the last five, six, seven years are. We're in a mess, and it's not down to Bowley. It's not down to Potter. It's down to the previous ownership. And that, I may get shot down for this, but that, 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 those are facts. We've picked up a squad of four or five different managers, players, a really dysfunctional board. Mm-hmm. They've all gone white the slate clean. This is essentially a new Chelsea football club yeah. from top to bottom. The only thing that's there is the fans in the stadium. Yeah. Everything else has changed. It's going to take time to get back to the very high standards that we set. And it might be a year. It might be two years. And a lot of supporters, for no fault of their own, have only known success. Us who have been around for a lot longer have, have seen hard times. So it's going to be very bumpy road, I imagine, for the next year to 18 months, and that's we're going to have to get used to it. No Maybe pain not. without gain. That's a big leap yeah. of faith, though, isn't it? Watching yeah. teams on the pitch be inept. If there was a way... No, but you have, yes, to, yes. you have to clue into the mindset of this, which a lot of people aren't willing to do, because they're going to be assessing managers on what most managers do in the Premier League is have an impact that we're not alone in sacking managers for not being very good to actually to actually sit back and allow somebody to be very average Dan is is 
is a rarity in nearly every Premier League side. Not, it, 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 what are you I'm saying? Not, I'm not saying we're going to be average. That's not what I was saying. The point is that we, the standards we set under Abramovich were very, the ceiling was very high. We've for various reasons let our standards slip. I'm not saying average. I'm just saying it's going to take time to build up to those standards. There's going to be a lot of you know cut in ins and outs just to find the right squad, the right balance to bring us back up to the levels. Listen, if Potter shits to bed for the next 18 months, then he's gone. I have no doubts about yeah, it. I, I think it, this, the possibility, the way it's set up, is they could get rid of Potter and not have a problem, except I think they'd probably have to get rid of his his little team with him because I actually think on the on the training ground, it's the little Scotsman who does all the shouting for him. We laddie. Whereas I, I think he's just kind of the, and uh, does the analysis and does the odd little chat. Yeah. I mean, one of the advantages of Potter is you're never going to have him being obnoxious with the press or, or referees no, or anything, because he doesn't have that kind of personality. So that is a plus. But at the same time, you're not therefore having the the careering, the careening um, oh, alpha, the ego. alpha male manager that that top clubs seem to have, because that's what Guardiola is. That's what, that's what Arteta is now. That's what um, Klopp is. There's a big... There's a big penis there waggling. They know? have an egg. I'll tell, I mean, I'll take a joke with our friend here at all, you know. Arteta jumps up and down like a lunatic if things don't go as well. Arteta's got a real edge. Now, people look at what Arsenal have done. Arteta was basically Pep's coach. He had no manager experience, whereas Potter's kind of cut his cloth at smaller clubs. Now, Arteta's come in at Arsenal. They, after, they won him out after 10 games. They were really struggling. They lost to Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup last year. They want him out. They missed out in the Champions League. They no, and he got rid of all the all the, the, the yeah, people. Exactly. Arsenal not being the Champions League. I can see the patterns. I can see the patterns. To absolutely understand the patterns. But the problem is, is it's difficult for a club that has been used to constant success. <laughs> Arsenal weren't used to success. They could actually. They, all the fans are on their backs, but the 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 board could probably just deal with it because they thought, okay, he's got a plan. We're not seeing a plan at the moment. The only plan I'm suddenly we are. We're seeing more of a plan in that. All these players are being bought, yeah. and so we're beginning. We're beginning to um, to to find ourselves understanding more of what's going on. However, it's essential that they don't implode. Winning against Palace was absolutely essential because it was becoming toxic at the Fulham game because we played so badly. But yeah. luckily, the three players who were the worst, because he clearly listens to the fan cast, were <laughs> were were Dave. Um, Koulibaly and Kovacic. I mean, Kovacic's not. Kukurella. Uh, I mean, Kukurella came on as well, but you know, Kovacic was dreadful yeah, in yeah. Fulham. And he didn't play. To, uh, he didn't play uh, because yeah. because he, he was knackered. It's something since the World Cup. He was resting on his knees. He gave the ball away every time. So yes, it, what, what I find fun and interesting is that if we watch a game and you think, surely we, I've noticed that. Surely he's going to notice that. And the following game they do it. Not that I go, oh yes, I'm very good. I've noticed. It just makes me think, yeah, it was fucking obvious. <laughs> and he's. He's not selecting him. So he's not selecting uh, Kovacic, who was absolutely shit. So it's great. It's great that's happened. But if he'd lost against Palace, Dan, I, I unfortunately, we would have really, it would have been very, very difficult because then it's Liverpool. They lose against them and Fulham again. Then you're in a kind of, it doesn't matter what your plan is, you cannot be this shit. So actually it was absolutely the most positive thing that could have happened for it, for, for Potter. Well, I totally get that. I, I, it, it's, it's difficult because I think... He, he, everyone who in the game says he's, he's a great coach. He's very well respected. 
but ultimately this is going to be a business and I think this season's a free pass I think get out of jail free card you've got whatever happens this season this season's a write-off out the FA Cup out the League Cup probably we're going to win the Champions League according to Cundy yeah if the players are back if Reese is back if Chilwell's back if um, Fafana today was was um, was is back, back training. yeah. I mean, so, I would. Hang on, Felix is a great player. If this new boy that they bought is as it takes people on as much as yeah. as, as they say he does, and he's Potter's selection, and that he's keen to have bought him. Suddenly, we're in a slightly different situation. I think, you I think know. He's cut tie though for the Champions League. I think he played for. Oh, no, no, I don't think they. I don't think he is because they've they they've been very good at lessing. Letting all these things slide now, UEFA. I think, I'll I'll check enough. that out. I think you need to check that out. I, I would, I would piss myself for one of the Champions League. It might be not the best, but the most enjoyable because it would just bore the piss of Spurs. Oh, and Spurs. They oh, would... Everybody, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they've written this... us off. They think we're the, the number of tweets you can see where they're saying, you know, appalling club. Thank goodness it's all fallen apart. The number yeah. of times that has happened with Chelsea over the years. Club's imploded. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, they've won another championship. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Fish my point. I think this season for Potter's a complete write-off. He's going to see who he wants to keep, who he doesn't want to keep. That's why I think he's chopping chains so much. There's certain players. Can Kovic do a job for me? If he's fit, I keep him because he's got experience. He's still relatively young. I think if we get to January next year and we're off the pace, out of the cups, I think Potter will go then. I cannot see... They can't afford to have two years at Champions League. And they, and they can't, the money will get them. Having said that, they have so much money, Dan. You just think uh, they might give him longer, you know? Yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I felt that Jorginho, actually, yesterday, was was the best I've seen him play for ages. And you wonder, is this because he thinks, actually, I've got to make more of a presence, a, a, a more, of, a, more of impact of myself, because I'm, I'm going to not be selected otherwise, you know? Yeah. And also, I was listening to, uh, there's a Kieran McQuire Kieran McGuire podcast on the price of football. Brilliant, and brilliant podcast, brilliant by the way. Podcast. I heard Much it today. better than this old shit. <laughs> it's on a par. And Kevin <laughs> Day really, is really funny. But uh, they say the whole reason Chelsea are giving all these players massively long contracts is for FFP. Yeah. So the, the seven, eight-year deal for Mud, Mud, um, Mud Seven Pat. billion a year. Yeah, whatever works. Like, yeah, so that's why we can spend this money. And all the money we got in, like we bought in 70 million for Tamori and Abraham, that goes straight onto our bottom line. So all these players on long contracts is just for FFP. So we, we're not going to be any danger of going over FFP because of the way the contracts are structured. So that's well, should, good. Should we, should we talk about uh, Mudrick now? I mean, you're right. He's, he's on a, on a, I think it's a, it's, I, I've read seven or eight and a half year contract. And as you said, Dan, it's to make it easier for FFP and amortization. Uh, he's costing us about seventy million euros plus add-ons. Uh, as in, in fact, actually, this this is this is interesting that they're doing this with Shakhtar. So if, it's a bit reminds me of like Kerry when Bates had to pay an extra twenty five grand if if Kerry played for twenty five grand extra if he played for England. It makes you fucking wonder, doesn't it? But anyway, uh, there's there's add-ons. Blah blah blah. Um, I think the really interesting thing about this before we get into what kind of a player he is is that. Uh, He's earning about 120 grand a week plus incentives at Chelsea, and that's. I mean, I I think the the Bowley and Co are trying to get the wages down, get the wage bill down, which of course, if they're trying to run it as a business, is is an imperative. Although I often wonder, you know, we can't have our cake and eat it too here because we used to pick up players a lot at the expense of clubs like Arsenal and Spurs, who who would not break their their wage structure. So. That I think at the moment we don't know because we'll see the jury's out. But actually, 
what they're doing is very old school. I mean, they're, they're, everybody's like writing about this, like this is the this is genius and new. It's nothing new at all. Old contracts, when we were watching Chelsea when we were kids, Dan, Jonathan, you know, in the 80s, that was normal. You would, you, Part of your contract was, we'll pay you this much and these are your bonuses for how far we get in the league, how many games we win, you know, will we get into the, the far, you know, this, that and the other. So that's nothing new. But uh, I think actually what they're really dangling as a character, these players, is, is just the length of the contract. And I've heard some people say, well, players won't like that because it doesn't give them too many options. But on the other hand, of course, I think it, 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 it does give them some sort of security. So who knows? What do you think? What did, what did Kevin Maguire say in the in the price of football? No, he was saying that it, it could work for two ways because if, if the player's very successful, that's great. But if he's really crap, he's yeah. on a lot. Or like Cucurella, for example. Yeah, a long contract bid where he's very hard to get rid of. But he said, what Chelsea things, they'll, they'll be well within the, the FFP rules. Because mm-hmm. also, the, and, the, and Chelsea, I think he said Chelsea makes 650 million on outgame players over the last few years. I think the next nearest one is someone like United with 340 million. So we, you know, we're. we're in, in good hands, everyone's going FFP, FFP. But no, no we're fine. only yeah. Arsenal fans are spitting because we've got Mudrick. That's why yeah. they go to Arsenal because they wanted um, bonus clauses for in the Champions League. And they thought, fuck that, we're not going to get any money from Arsenal for that. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I think he'll. I think we'll be fine. We could we could still get Enzo if that that does rear its ugly head again. Yeah. And it also sounds like Declan Rice has got off the boil a little bit as well because um, looks like he might be getting to Arsenal. So whether they they see something Declan Rice data driven, he's not quite as good as people say he is, I don't know, because we're very much getting now data-driven recruitment rather than... This boy Mudrick is supposed to be hugely data-driven. It's supposed to be yeah. the, um, the chap who was at Brighton's um, uh, assessment. Does Zerby yeah. reckon, reckons he's going to win a Ballon d'Or? I mean, he spits of him remind me a little bit of Eden Hazard, the way he runs at players. He looks... he looks. I know it's a YouTube reel and it's a bit kind of not the real thing, but he, he looks really good. He looks really smart. One of those players that gets you off your seat. We haven't got many of those at the moment. Well, uh, Felix was the other night. Felix was, yeah. I mean, I, I, Felix I, was fantastic. I wouldn't be surprised. If there's some sort of deal. They extended Felix's oh, contract. Please, please, please. Well, him and him and I'm saying, please, agreeing with you rather. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, please, um, because him and uh, if this guy is as good as you say he is, would be a fantastic combination. Yeah, we still need, got, we still need somebody to stick the fucking ball in the oh, onion bag. And Kunku, yeah. haven't we? And Kunku's. No, never know. might suddenly come to the. No, floor. he won't. Uh, Obama, I think he's Obama gone. Uh, Obama gone, definitely. Listen, right. Just for the uh, uh, to state the bleeding obvious, uh, this young lad, a very beautiful young boy, I thought, Jonathan. By the way, very pretty, very beautiful, with a lovely tattoo, lovely tattoo on his neck, multiple, multiple. Uh, anyway, uh, he's twenty-two, so he's young. I mean, this is another thing that Chelsea are doing. They're buying young players, and we know why because they're going to take the risk on their potentiality. To I'm sounding like Simon Jordan now, making up words, but I'll stick with it. Um, so they can sell him on if they have to. But he's uh, been capped eight times for the Ukraine. He's a left winger. He's played 77 club matches in all uh, and scored 12 goals with 19 assists. For Shakhtar, who are you know a Champions League club usually, he's played 12 games, three goals, and he's had two assists. He's come, he comes with, as, we, as the boys were saying, he comes with a very big reputation as possibly a generational talent. But the reality remains, does it not, J.K.? That uh, he, you know, there is a risk here considering his age, his lack of experience, and the length of contract. Uh, and as we all know, because we're old and wizened, never to get excited about transfers until you've actually seen them play for a while. Well, there's the advantage of YouTube, as Dan says. No, you know, you can see them picking. See a them ball. in the flesh. See what they're. See what they're made of. I agree. I agree. But when one's hopes are up, if if if. They've been approved of by the uh, the data gurus. 
and uh, and Potter wants him, then uh, it looks to me as if he's the flair player that they're after. They need to buy players that they used to buy. They need to buy, you know, the a player that wins a game for you. Then everybody else is lifted and the crowd is lifted. Um, and then they can get the stalwart players around him. And, uh, you know, all you need is to have James at his best. And um, uh, and you've got a, a you've got Felix weaving his magic and you've got a really direct winger. And as you say, it needs it needs to send it forward and it needs somebody in midfield. It, it seems bizarre to me that those two positions that we keep c complaining about, which is right back and the midfield, have been st stud studiously, inevitably ignored during the transfer window so far. They must have people lined up. They must, surely. Right back, for goodness sake, that's such a problem there. Yeah. If Trevor, Trevor Chalabar gets injured, you know, it'll be Dave again. Oh, goodness me, can't bear it. What I liked about this signing was they flew into Poland, wherever he was, did the deal with Shakhtar, flew him back out, got him signed, got him done. I and think they kidnapped him and tied him to the plane. Right? Yeah, I mean, this, this is a play that Arsenal green after for a long time. It just shows we... we, we, we I think they we, lied and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're Arsenal. Of, 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 you know, honestly, yeah. we're Arsenal. I just think, like the fact they've, they've, they've moved very quickly. I mean, I, I did read some of that maybe Sterling keep on his way in the summer, possibly. Oh, please. Cheer, everybody is cheering. See, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, you wouldn't. Exactly. Sterling has disappeared. This is, what, this is why I, this is not a YouTube show, mate. <laughs> I know we're getting completely off tangent here, but the thing about Sterling is he's been in top level since he was 17 years old. 11 years at top level. Maybe his powers are diminishing and that City got rid of him because they thought, you know what, maybe he's not quite at that top level. But the I mean, theory he... was, wasn't it, that, that he, he wanted to play for Tuchel and and since um, Tuchel's gone, he hasn't wanted to play. Yeah. It's as simple as that. He's turned off. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't well, want to play because he wants to go because he, he doesn't like the manager. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the few players who's yeah, got actual residual, residual transfer value. You might get 30 million quid for him. Yeah. Possibly. So he's got but, some... But, but, you know, I'm, I'll keep going on about this, but, but the, you know, in, in 2003-04, we got rid of 13 players and we brought 13 players in. And I know we've talked about this before, about how difficult it is to terminate their contracts and or sell them to people because of their yeah. high wages. It, it, this this ownership seemed to me very likely to get rid of people. Sorry, you're off. Yeah. And they'll do yeah. a deal. They'll do a deal along the way and they'll they'll lose out. They just want them off the books. Well, like you know, Ross I really think that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, Bakayoko. Yeah, because he's going to be getting a future transfer. I wouldn't surprise me if Callum, Callum goes next window. I don't think yeah. he'll come back. Yeah. Absolutely, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah, yeah, Adoy. And yeah. unless unless he's he's uh, he's um, you know um, digging up trees in what's the expression? Tearing, 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 tearing it up, tearing up, tearing up. He's up at the moment, so he's not putting up any trees. That's for sure. All right. I, yeah. think, I think we have a very different squad come. Yeah. Season. But you I can't then we... have a player who you know you we we want the potentially to. I mean, we always wanted Callum to to do well. We'd seen him yeah. do well. And he yeah. got his injury and he was never quite the same again. This thing of taking players on, this thing of going towards a player and playing it back is something they've just got to stop doing. Yeah. And this is unfortunately at the moment is poor old Cucurella's is, is default. He's become one of them. He's become, I can't, his body is well, body. I, I think that's confidence, JK. I, yeah. I, I think that's confidence. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. You but some of that was Adoy. Adoy was confidence. We knew that he could take players on. He was good enough for that. Yeah. I, I do. I, I mean, look. You know, this has been happening since for as long as we've all been watching football. That you see great players coming along and then they get injured and they're not the same again. And you could maybe say that about Hudson Odoi. You could maybe say that about 
about Pulisic. You could maybe say that about Loftus-Cheek. I'm afraid it, it is part of the game. I mean, it's not always the case. I mean, Alan Hudson, you know, uh, really injured himself very nastily playing for us, which is why he missed the FA Cup in 70. But then he came back and we won the, the, the Cup Winners' Cup. And then he went on, he left Chelsea to play for Stoke. And then he made his England debut and he was the best player on the pitch against the current world champion. So, you know, it's not always the way, but it, it does happen. Um, anyway, look, good luck to Mudrick. I hope he's fucking superb because we, we really do need it. And, I, and, I, and I'm glad they won. Obviously, I'm glad they won. I'm a Chelsea supporter. But I, I, what I do hope is that it, it... I mean, I think the boys put it far better than me about how important it, it was for Potter and the effect that it's already had on him. But I hope I hope it does wonders for the team's confidence because they, they really need it. They, they, you know, they need a lot of things at the moment and not least of that is our support. So good on them. Now... Uh, a few things to talk about before we, we go for another break. Uh, first up, the Luca tribute, which um, I, th- I thought was just absolutely beautiful. It really, really was. I love the fact that everybody was going, Fioli! For every five minutes, that, that just tickled me. But the two banners from uh, the We Are The Shed group oh. and and, and, oh. da- and Dave's mob were brilliant. I love the little thing. Dan, we, we had a little thing too, didn't we? We, we went uh, off with the trust and uh, laid a wreath, didn't we? And had the, the, yeah. the TV people there and all sorts of things. Yeah, and the club talk. I think, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, with um, uh, Harding and then with Ozzy, we Chelsea do do a very nice tribute to to, to, to the greats. Obviously, I think it was, um, so Ken, so Ozzy was under the UNership, wasn't he, when Ozzy died? Was that under Bramovich? Yeah, it was, 2006. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so sadly, we lost three players in three different eras. Each time it's been it's beautiful, and all TV screens around the outside playing Bialy stuff. It's just a really lovely, lovely tribute. Really, I mean, what a great man he was. The, the, the banners were fantastic. All the players that came out didn't recognize half of them. I mean, apparently, it's like oh, they'll, they'll put in some timber. A lot of them, mate. Like, do you know what? Gonna... I mean, just I, I couldn't. I, I my my eyesight's so poor now. I couldn't figure out who any of them were. Well, I wanted well, to, that, be, I mean, I Grant, to have a well, sign yeah, saying yeah, who they were. I wanted us to see who they were. I wanted their yeah. to hear, which I think they were going to do earlier. They I should have what... had a camera on them closer. Well, I think what happened. It was supposed to come out earlier. Because we were all told to go there at 22. In fact, I asked a guy, um, one of the Chelsea um, blokes who runs the, the hospitality area I'm in, and he said, well, no, that was just more an assembly time. But I didn't get that impression. I think they were going to individually introduce them. And uh, never the case? You don't think so? Well, I, I had a meeting with somebody at the club uh, before the match, and, and I was saying, oh, I've got to get in early. Like, he said, oh, no, 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 it won't kick off till 5-2. Oh, I wish I'd known. Okay. So there you go. But, but I wish you had gone a bit bit earlier because then we could have seen each one would be into be introduced by a. Yeah, but you, you know, could you could say it wasn't really about them, was it? It was about Luca. Oh, but uh, for just from a you know, it, 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 but nice to see the people who played with him. You know, I, I was I, I saw Mark Hughes there, who, who was one of my favourite players of the era. Who they both benefited from each other as players, both wonderful strikers, and uh, despite Hughes's management excesses later on. Um, which I haven't forgiven him for, but no, he was just one of the great players. And I'd like to have seen who the others were just for the sake of going, oh, he was there as well. And I, it, It's the affection we have for these past players that one needs to be, um, we, the club, I don't know, the, the club got it right, but I just would, a little bit more detail would have been nice for me. Are you sure it's Hughesy? Because wasn't he, he's a Bradford manager, so wouldn't he have been managing Bradford that day? But, sure no, Mark was, was there. I think they were on Saturday, weren't they? They played on Saturday. Oh, I did that. Of course, it's Sunday game. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So it was I mean, definitely... 
definitely, definitely. You, you're dead right, um, both of you, Dan, particularly. They, they, they. You know, sometimes the club, whether it's under the new lot or or even the old lot, they do get it really, really right, and they. I thought they did it fantastically. One thing I think they they are getting very, very wrong, which is of course because I've not been there since before the World Cup, so I've missed out on a bit of this apparently. One is the awful music that they now play that has got fuck all to do with Chelsea. We have a whole long history of music that we that we have had played at that stadium and not with without good reason because actually we have a long history of great musicians and bands being Chelsea supporters, you know, Blur, Madness, The Clash or half of them, you name it. I mean, we've got a, there's a there's something about Chelsea that attracts people from the musical world. And it's just being replaced by asinine fucking dross. Stop it. It's not Chelsea. And the second thing which I noticed, which absolutely ground my gears, every fucking five minutes on the big screens, come on you blues. I mean, are they being sponsored by London is Blue or something to put it up there? Because it's absolutely awful. No. Leave it out. Fulham did as well, didn't they? Fulham were doing come on Fulham. Yeah, but I'm I'm not talking about Fulham. This is Chelsea. I'm just saying this is almost a common... Premier League thing. Well, now. it's wank, and they need to stop I it. I agree. I mean, yeah. I have to say, I mean, I like Lee Parker because I think it was Lee. He's a lovely bloke, but I was, I, I, because I, I, I have to admit, actually, with shame, that I, I needed a piss before half time, and I, I had to waddle down at about thirty after thirty eight minutes to have a pee, and uh, because. I'd already got down there and I got a bit hungry. So I thought, well, I might as well stay down here and get a, get a hot dog. So uh, that's what I did. But uh, it meant that when I came back, I was actually there for you know the half-time break. So I was there to see Lee Parker on screen saying, you know, we, we, we need your support. We need to be much louder. Come on, let's go. And I, I just instinctively just said, how about fuck off, you prick? <laughs> I, I just thought straight away um, what's the face Delia Smith let's be having you well, I mean just fuck off yeah. I mean Julie the lovely oh, Julio on Twitter today said fuck off with that shit too it's organic yeah. support is organic so we don't need stupid American messages on the video screens and we don't need Lee Parker telling us all to make some noise much as I yeah. love Lee Parker because you go to look these American sports you go let's go Mets on the board the whole time let's go this let's do this yay Really... How about let's fuck off and do it like we've always done it? Exactly. It's, you know, you can take certain aspects of the American sporting culture into the UK, but not those fucking old self-singing charts. I'll tell you a funny story. I went to a Spurs match, Chelsea Spurs match, very in the season. We won 3-2. Desai got a last-minute winner. And in the centre of the programmes, you opened it up, and it was literally a Tottenham song sheet to help you sing along with the songs. I was like, you fucking wankers. But no, we just, just, don't, we just don't need it. I think, again... This is something the trust could pick up when we have a sit down with the club saying, listen... I'll tell you what, Dan, sorry to butt in, but I agree with you. I mean, another yeah. thing is that I noticed, because I haven't been there for a while, is that they, they had, uh, you know, the the, um, the Copthorne Hotel, you know, that it rises above the shed end. So yeah. you've usually got that big blank space. Up till now, they've had that fantastic Hugh Hastings photograph of the shed end from the uh, Chelsea-Leeds game when we thumped them 5-0 in April in eighty four. And it's an iconic photograph. It's on a T-shirt that I have. I have actually got, uh, with Hugh's permission, a copy of it to my right, up on my wall. Um, And they had that up there hugely, and it was brilliant. And now that's got some weird fucking design from the shirt on it or something. 
Yeah. There's a real I mean, disconnect. I mean, they get it so right with the tribute, and yet I presume it's the marketing people who come up with these ideas that are just rank. It reminds me of that awful, thrilling since 1905 garbage that we had to put up with. Why don't they just talk to us and find out about the culture of the bloody club and the history of it, and then they don't make stupid bloody things like that? They want to engage. Just, just fucking engage and do shit. Not just arbitrarily do these things because it's not it's not what we're about. This is a English football culture, not an American sporting culture. The sooner they learn that, the better. J.K. Uh, I think I said it in the middle, and I've now forgotten what it was. Oh no! <laughs> ah! Irritating. Never mind. Um, Never mind. If you think of it, if you remember it, just just pipe in. Um, so there we go. That's my, I've had my rant about that. Um, the other thing, of course, that I wanted to talk about very quickly was we had a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic time after the match. We all uh, trooped off to the Troubadour Club where we were doing our Chelsea Fancast Presents Jason Cundy live at the Troubadour. Um, for all of you who came along that I actually managed to get to say hello to, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming along, along and supporting these events. We are... We are so keen on doing them. We really enjoy it and we want them to carry on. But obviously we need to we need bums on seats to do that. So I really appreciate you for making the efforts to coming along. Um I have to say, JK, that that Jason I mean, I knew he would be, he's an old mate and I know how good he is, but he was absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah, really. It holds an audience wonderfully and uh and answered any questions with great sympathy and uh an understanding and answered all the questions as required didn't didn't ever pull out the i think occasionally he said oh, i can't really say that because i think he was going to be too rude about somebody but um uh really entertaining evening really fantastic and um some very good questions and some very good people come along to these things it's uh, uh if, if somebody hasn't been it's really worth coming along because the you you get a mixture of people who are devotees of the fan cast who are very a bright lot and a very friendly lot as well you get the odd new person who comes in and is very to the point with some decent questions you know it's it's um it's a it's a really electric evening it's really worth it fantastic yeah, it definitely is. he was terrific though jason great because he is a a top a top pundit you know he 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 he, he expresses himself really well really articulate it's it was great stuff it was, it was. Dan, what are your, what was your take on it? You were there as the official Chelsea fan cast photographer and Mickey the microphone. They're, they're brilliant. It's a small, intimate venue. These Everyone we've had has been really articulate, great stories, great times. They're, they're, they're brilliant because, the, as we said afterwards, these sort of players you still have a connection with. None of this, probably 2000, what do we say, 2002 onwards? No real connection. All these players that we grew up loving, hero-worshipping, they still get the connection between the fans and the club, whereas you know, your Eden Hazard, your whoever, nah, just you know, it's, it's so nice just to have a connection to footballers that you grew up watching, and particularly Kunde, who's Chelsea through and through. It's great, it's fantastic. It's just you know, just it's a great leveler to the modern the modern game where everyone's just so aloof and they're walking with their headphones on, heads down, don't do anything, don't interact. It's just, it's it's fantastic. So the next one we do, you've got to come along because it's absolutely bloody brilliant. Mm. Well, there we go. You heard it. No, I'm biased, so you're bound to hear it from me. You've now heard it from these two as well. They're probably biased as well, actually, but they're right. They are fantastic. Just talk to your mates who've been to them. If you haven't been before, they'll tell you how, how much fun they are. Uh, we're hoping to do the next one, uh, early shout, by the way. I've not told anybody this. Hoping to do it on March the 5th, Sunday, March the 5th. Uh, 
obviously I can't confirm that until we know if they're going to move the Leeds game, which is on the Saturday. But uh, what I do know for a fact is that the Londonese Blue Boys uh, are all going to be in town, uh, hopefully with a, a, a big army of Yanks. So I spoke to the Londonese Blue Boys and said, would you like me to do uh, one of these Chelsea Fancast Presents live at the Troubadour on the Sunday, the March the 5th? And they they seem pretty positive about that. There's bound to be a woman, a women's game on, but I'm sure they can get to both. But anyway, I give the Yanks who are over here an option to, I think we could say, experience some real proper Chelsea culture because I think that's what they're very reflective of, aren't they? Yeah. I hope they would have heard the players as well. Well, then they can learn, can't they? Exactly. A bit yeah. of history. There yeah. we go. Uh, we will be back on Friday to look ahead to the... What day will we be back, JK? Uh, Friday, sorry, sorry, I do apologise. It's not Monday, it's Friday, sorry. Yeah, Friday, Friday, Friday. We will be back on Friday to look ahead to the match against Liverpool on Saturday and JK and I will be joined by the absolutely deliciously scrumptious, wonderful Alexandra Churchill or Sweary Poppins as she's known on Mixler as I've been reading uh, so there we go uh, I'm looking forward to that already I haven't seen well I saw, I saw Alex yesterday but uh, I've not been on the show for a while uh, if you like what we do uh, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron and help us cover the costs of running all the shows and doing what we do uh, and continue to do that uh, so all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast uh, and you make a monthly donation as little or as much as you want there is no pressure and equally if you don't want to we still love you anyway because we're just like that uh, if you do do that though um you will if eventually and by the way on this point but uh, you you'll get a, a kerry dixon mini banner so a little kind of replica of the one that hangs at the matthew harding end. i owe you uh, there's a lot of people who are waiting for them i've got a new delivery um and they will be winging their way in the post to you and as a special bonus for waiting for so fecking long they're all signed by kerry himself so patience is sometimes a virtue. I will get them out to you as soon as I can. Uh, the other thing about Patreon, if you do uh, join on Patreon, you can also become a member of our Discord group. And there are some Discord is like twenty four seven Mixler basically every day of the week. It's like being a Mixler. It's great fun. Lovely people in there. Some of whom came on Oscar and Daryl for certain came to the uh, Jason Cundy gig yesterday. So that was great. So there we go. Do, do sign up if you can, but don't worry if you can't. Uh, in off the post, you've had a big special issue of in off the post tonight. But if you want your email or Patreon message or Instagram post or tweet uh, read out on the show. Let me have them by the end of the day on Sunday. Uh, the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow the show on all the social media at chelseafancast, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, uh, Dan at DanSilves73, and me at Stamford Chidge. Dan, lovely to see you yesterday. Well done for all your help at the Cundy gig. Uh, great to see you back on the show. Yeah, pleasure and great to be back. And I think I'll see you again next week. So two in a row. There we go. Yeah, we double dose of Dan. What more could yeah. we? What more could we wish for? Hopefully, it'll be uh, talking about a walloping of the red scum, and I shall oh, be a very I happy so. boy. Yeah, that'd be really good, hope so. It? Mind you, it's away, so it might be a bit tougher up there, but we'll see. Uh, J.K. Delightful to share a platform with you last night, uh, and equally so tonight. Lovely to see you always, matey. Dear, dear man, thank you very much. We didn't need to do much last night because Jason was so good. He he was brilliant. Uh, he really, really was. He really, and you were a bit poorly too, which uh, many people might not have realised, but uh, they, they might have thought you were just asleep actually, but uh, you weren't very well, bless you. I, I did nod off a couple of times. You weren't but very well. I didn't. Never I didn't. Mind. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, thank you. yeah, never mind. Right, we'll be back on Friday, as we said. Uh, thank you, you lot, for listening. See you Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chels. Over Chelsea! 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 Yeah!
Come on, Potter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.